fine to have an exhibition kink. That's fine. That can be your thing. But you cannot have sex in the living room if you have roommates. You cannot. Welcome to All My Friends Are English Majors, the podcast where I, a business major, make my friends, almost all English majors, record, record, read popular fiction with me. Um, that is a lie. This month I do have a business major on. I am sorry, everyone. Please forgive me. We are having boy month in that we are reading hockey erotica, and because it's about sports, it's books for boys. My friend Brennan is on with me this month. Brennan, hello. Hello, hello. What's up? Back again. We are, um, we're starting with boy talk. I'm making Brennan tell me if he likes my fantasy football lineup. Um, because I'm really nervous that I'm going to lose interest in fantasy football like halfway through the season and then I'm just going to lose because I quit paying attention. Which is a very, it's a, I, hey, I've even done it. Whenever you're getting, like, clobbered in a league, fantasy football becomes less fun. I mean, with each loss, really, becomes less and less fun to play. But, honestly, I've been looking at your team, and, like, it doesn't look too bad. One second, sorry. Wow, my voice is a little weird. Um, Here's I mean, you said that... you said that you got like a court. Your concerns were you got a quarterback too early and you didn't get enough running backs. Was that the main? Yeah. Well, I think the issue is that I took a quarterback before <coughs> I took a singular running back, and one of my running backs I chose because he's on the Chiefs and I've watched him play a lot, and he like isn't yards after the after like isn't number of yards earned important? I don't know how the points work. Yeah. Okay. So I, for like running back. Yeah. So, like, rushing yards, so which is how many yards they they get whenever they get a handoff, right. whenever they're just yeah. running the ball. Um, those are usually, like, like that, that. those are what you're looking for. They can also get passing yards. So if a running back um, gets thrown the ball and then they run, that those also count for points. So you want a running back that can do both. Mm. There's some running backs that, like, can't really catch that well. But Pacheco, Pacheco's good for both, like. Um, well, and also, I, you're he gonna be gets fine a lot of him. yards, because every once in a while, he'll just absolutely, no one can tackle Isaiah Pacheco every once in a while, and it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll break loose and, like, give you, like, a 40-yard 40 yard, 40 yard run or something well, like that, he's 50 not, he's not huge like Derrick Henry. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't even look that sturdy, frankly. So, like, mm-hmm. I think he's just really fun to watch, and that's why I'm nervous is because I feel like I have just, like, put someone on my team who I'm like, well, I like him, instead of, like, looking at the little projected numbers that they're telling me I mm-hmm. should look at. Oh. That's, like, half of, like, 50% of at least my fantasy knowledge, <clears throat> excuse me again, uh, like, 50% of my fantasy knowledge is, like, like, oh, you know, I'll do some research, I'll read some articles, I'll see, like, you know, what the, like, football guru, like, who the football gurus are going to say is good this year and who they're say or who they say not to take, you know? Mm-hmm. But then the other half of my knowledge is to be like, you know, I like Garrett Wilson, so I'm going to draft him. 
Like, okay. I like this player. I think he looks cool in his uniform. I'm going to draft him. <laughs> so basically, like, boys, they're you, you just really... like us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the there's there's a little bit of intellect that goes into it, but, like, not as much as you think, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I was at work yesterday, and there were two women shopping, and their boyfriends were, like, walking behind them, and they were, like, truly analyzing like every single move they could make in their fantasy draft and here's what i'll say i understand that there are people who take fantasy really seriously but like i feel as if you cannot do that much gaming in a draft with like 12 people and the entire league to choose from like yeah like when it comes down to it there are like 10 players in the running maybe five five players in the running to be chosen first and then like 10 to 15 players in the running to be taken in the first round. And so, like, it's just, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm really gaming it. And it's like, okay, well, like, 12 of you are choosing between 15 people. Like, there's only so many ways this could go. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times that's what happens in drafts is, like, you know, like, you kind of what you said, like, certain players are getting taken in a certain, like, order slash level, right? Mm -hmm. So, like... Um, there's not a whole ton of variance that happens. So on, in one of the drafts I had, like I drafted for two different leagues and for one of them, like I ran into like, you know, fourth round, I need a running back. My options are player A, player B, player C. And then in the other draft, completely different draft, completely different people in the league, you know, around the fourth round, I got to the same spot and like, it's the, wow, I still need a running back and I still have these same three people to pick from. Like, like what are, you know, like my like your thought initially is oh what are the odds but like when you think about it the odds are like kind of high yeah you know like because everyone's taking like certain players certain places you know well and if everyone's using the same like two or three apps and the two or three apps are using essentially the same formula to look at like projected number of points a player might get like. Chances are, if you are, like, not super into fantasy, you're just kind of either, like, looking at the whole list of who should I take less next with all positions available, or you're starting to, like, shrink the list, like, by positions that you need. Like, I would mm-hmm. bet that when you looked at ESPN and you looked at Sleeper by, like, all positions, the lists were fairly similar in terms of, like, what, yeah. who they yeah, were yeah. saying should be taken. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Christian McCaffrey was first for ESPN. Was he first for Sleeper? Like, first running back or first pick? First pick. Like, was he listed as first the pick. most likely to get the highest number of points in fantasy football all season long? Um, Sleeper actually had a, uh, I was actually first draft in the, um, in the Frisbee League. Um, and, they had wide receivers were ranked like were valued higher. Fascinating. Um, so okay, well there yeah, goes my Yeah, so theory. I took. Well, you're you're not like totally wrong. Like Christian McCaffrey was still taking like top five. Like it's not like he was outside of, like, I don't know, like the first couple picks that are going to be taken. Right. Um, but it, <clears throat> I think it has to do with like, like I mean we had talked about this like a, a little bit ago, but like how the whatever app you're using determines which player is better and like it's i always figured it's a matter of it's a matter of like whether you believe 
whether you believe what the app is telling you or not. Like, they're trying to tell me, like, you know, like, uh, not Tyler Lock, it's a bad example. Or, like, they're trying to tell me, like, Dalvin Cook isn't going to be good. And I'm like, well, you know, he's been good in the past, and he's on, you know, a new team who, like, is only better. Like, there's no way Dalvin Cook's going to be bad. Like, like I... It, oh, they were like, you reached for that pick. And I'm like, okay, I didn't, but like, sure. You know who they did that with on ESPN? Who's the huge wide receiver for the Seahawks? The Oh, DK Metcalf? Yeah, they had him ranked pretty yeah. low. And I think it's because he's getting old. But like, I was like, okay, but like, he's still, he's still DK Metcalf. Like, I don't know why we're acting yeah. like DK Metcalf isn't going to score a lot of points. Because he is. Yeah. And like... His play style, uh, like some players are like good for a little bit and they fall off because like, like not, I'm not going to use Tyree Kill because Tyree Kill's still good, but like a player with his play style is going to be like fast. It's so, like his, his play is based on speed. And so whenever he stop, whenever he like, you know, starts losing that kind of quick step or that, that quickness, like he, his play falls off. But DK Metcalf's main thing is he's big and tall. And he catch and he jumps and catch like yeah. he's a jump ball receiver. Like yeah. he's not gonna be back. Like let's let's I don't know. All of the apps or like the fantasy people want to like make all these like out of the box predictions, and it's like stick to reality. Like he's not gonna be terrible. I so he was one that I took with the Truman Alumni League. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on so this Saturday. Uh, yeah, it was Saturday. Um, I was at the lake, okay, and I remember I forgot about our draft, and so I come up to the house after being in the water, you know, running up in my towel, <laughs> and they had already drafted the first two rounds of the fantasy league, and I was like, no, <laughs> and so I auto drafted the first two picks, but they were good picks, so it ended up being fine. Like I think I'm gonna be fine for the season, but then I got to hop on the Facetime. I was on like with Wigwam and Austin and mike and we were like we were all in a group facetime talking about the draft as it happened which was kind of oh fun oh my god besties um mm-hmm, yeah and like you know uh i was see like like we said uh, we've talked about this before in the other episodes i'm a, I'm a big buckeyes fan mm-hmm. so like whenever whenever buckeyes came up to draft i was like like do i do i do the strategic oh. thing and like Take, take what I need, or do I just draft Buckeyes? Like, I mean, I took Brock Purdy as my backup QB, so... Mm-hmm. You got, you're, you know, you're in with the, in with the Iowa crew, so I get it. Well, I did have to, well, mostly I was trying to snatch him away from Liz, because she really wanted him. Um. Okay, okay. Okay, that's probably enough fantasy football talk. I'm having a good time, but... The listeners are not here for fantasy football. They're here to talk about the hockey books. Mm, go from football to hockey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is a, two, this two is a sports. sports podcast. I don't know why people are pretending that it's not. Okay. I'm pulling up the back of the book on Libby. This one is called The Score. Um, If you have the girl covers, it's a picture of just the bottom half of a woman's face, and she has a little beauty mark. I don't know what the boy covers are. Uh, boy covers are dude, like, from, you know, waist of jeans to, like, pecs of chest, ripped white dude. 
ripped pasty white dude. So I'm like, yeah, very on brand, you know. At least it, he's pasty in this one. Again. Yeah, they yeah they got him. They made him pasty. I just like I just like can't believe that these men are wearing jeans all the time. Although they are also in the Northeast, and I will say, like. I do not know how people were acting like sweatpants were warm at Truman. You know what I did during the polar vortex at Truman? I bought a pair of jeans that was a size too big and put leggings under it. Like. Yeah. Uh, wearing layers. Wearing layers was huge. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I always. Sweatpants were so versatile. Mm-hmm. And then I like. Out of necessity. Like. I had to. I was a big skinny jeans guy. Like I had all the skinny jeans. But mm-hmm. when like. The pants are that, like, close to your skin. They're not, like, you're not blocking any temperature away. No. Like, it. it's just, like, the pants get cold and then you get cold. Well, it's a fiber thing, too. Natural fibers tend to be warmer, like, better at keeping you warm. Like, it's the reason that the really expensive brands, like, Gore-Tex is a fake fabric, but and they, like, line it with something else. But, like, the stuff you want to have touching your skin, like, you want to have natural fiber this is very crunchy granola of me but you want to have like natural fibers touching your skin like cotton wool that sort of thing it's why jeans are like 97 percent cotton you want that touching your skin and then you want the like unnatural fibers the synthetic fibers that like block the wind on the exterior but the way that fabric works in terms like I actually found out that the reason that waffle knit keeps you warmer is there's more surface area to the fabric, but it's still closer to your skin. So every little, like, scoop in waffle knit is creating its own little air pocket. And that air pocket, your body is heating and it's making you warmer. Oh, yeah. It's like the whole trapping air mm-hmm. to to your body is what makes it warm. Okay. I didn't know that. Is fleece natural? Is that a natural um, occurring? So what we think of as fleece, man, we are off topic this episode. Off topic, yeah. <laughs> but um, what we think of as fleece is like technically not natural fiber. Oh. Because like fleece is what's used to describe like a sheep's coat, which is wool. But also like there are some types of fleece that I think Fleece, I think, could potentially also be the t- the way that a piece of fabric is woven. Unclear. Mm. But also, like, fleece jackets do keep you warm. And they're, like, thicker and thinner types of fleece. And then, like, Sherpa fabric, which, like, all the white girls are wearing. Like, that mm-hmm. is also, like, technically... I can see how that... Partially a natural fiber. Like, it's not all polyester, but a lot of it's polyester. I don't know. I could go look. My um my birthday present for my mom last year was um some Eddie ba- an Eddie Power Bauer pajama set that she got at um at Costco, and then she got me an Eddie Bauer Sherpa jacket that matched the pajama pants, so I could have a full around the house warm pajama outfit. And I gotta tell you, Brennan, I cannot wear the shirt to sleep. I will sweat the bed. It is so warm. Yeah. But I can go look at the jacket and tell our adoring mm-hmm. fans what the what the fabric content is. Fabric is I had there's a I had a Sherpa hoodie like that too. That like I'd asked for like, oh, just Sherpa hoodie for Christmas. And my mom got me one. And then like 
yeah, like I would like put it on and like you like took walking to class would be fine, but like once you get to class, it's like, oh, whoa, yo, I am I am sweating like a maniac right now. Like I am pitting through a sweatshirt. That seems unnatural. <laughs> I will not admit how many times I have pitted through a sweatshirt. Well, and I didn't have a car till like halfway through junior year of college, right? So to get through get to campus from the burb I had to walk like I don't know at least half a mile so I would really layer the fuck up to get to campus and then Mm -hmm. I would walk into Violet Hall and I would have sweat like dripping down my face as soon as I walked into Violet I was like I don't I don't know how anyone is looking cute at Truman State University because you really have to be stomping around in the cold and then immediately going into yeah. a warm building. Like, congrats to everyone who doesn't have the ability to pit through a shirt in, like, four and a half minutes or less. But, like, I guess I personally am just built so fucking <laughs> different than you. Like, yeah. I was not blessed in that way. No. Oh, my God. Well, and it, have never well, it also been. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense that, like, whenever you're talking about natural fibers, because that, like, the whole genes thing makes so much more sense now. And, like, for, I guess, perspective for the book, like, if they're, one, playing hockey, which is, like, a cold sport, or, like, a, you know, a winter sport, like, they, like, are dealing with the cold a lot. So, like, I didn't, I didn't, I honestly didn't know that about natural fibers. I knew, like, air trapping, like, keeping air close to you is, like, what made you warm, but... I, that, I mean, you hit us with some new info. Did you get that sweatshirt? No, I decided not to do it because I literally don't know where it is right now. I actually think it might be locked in the office with Sam because um, I took mm. all my sweatshirts and sweaters out of the shared closet in our bedroom because that's summer clothes right now. But mm. I have the back of the book. Here we go. Well, actually, I just drink a bunch of water. I'm scared that I'm going to burp, but I think it's going to go fine. away. If you burp, just like... There we go. Got Burp em. and I'll rate it. Okay. Um, that was like a two. It was, yeah, it was a pretty quiet one. Um, yeah. This is called The Score. Uh, also, there's an exclusive bonus screen for new- scene for newsletter subscribers to L. Kennedy. If we want to know what really happened the night Dean and Allie hooked up for the first time. Which, by the way, they hooked up for the first time while she was crossed. Which, I did not put this in the outline, but, like, I think that that is dubious consent, and perhaps they should not have had sex. Um, Mm -hmm. However, he knows how to score on and off the ice. Allie Hayes is in crisis mode. With graduation looming, I'm sorry, is her name spelled A-L-L-I-E? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a double L. I thought Um, it was A-L-L-Y. This whole time. Oh, my God. I literally just don't have a brain in my head. Yeah, it's A-L-L-I-E. Oh, no. Okay, fascinating. Um, Allie Hayes is in crisis mode. With graduation looming, she still doesn't have the first clue about what she's going to do after college. To make matters worse, she's nursing a broken heart thanks to the end of her long-time relationship. Long-time on-and-off relationship, by the way. Um... 
Wild rebound sex is yeah. definitely not the solution to her problems, but gorgeous hockey star Dean De Laurentiis is impossible to resist. Just once, though, because even if her future is uncertain, it sure as heck won't include the king of one-night stands. It'll take more than flashy moves to win her over. Dean always gets what he wants. Girls, grades, girls, recognition, girls. He's a ladies' man, all right, and he's yet to meet a woman who's immune to his charms. Until Allie. For one night, the feisty blonde rocked his entire world, and now she wants to be friends? Nope. It's not over till he says it's over. Inappropriate. Dean is full-on pursuit. But when life-rocking changes strike, he starts to wonder if maybe it's time to stop focusing on scoring and shoot for love. Ooh, shoot for love. I... Reading this book description just reminded me how much I had to turn my brain off in this book. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like when they had, I got like a really big ick when they like had sex when she was crossed and then she woke up the next morning and really regretted it. Even though she like had a good time during the sex. She, like, really regretted it. was like, it, I shouldn't have done that. Wouldn't have done it if she had been sober. And he, like, convinced her to get high. Convinced her to do shots. Well, he just brought out the tequila and she agreed to do shots. He didn't do a lot of, like, coercing. But just, like, generally, mm. this is something that I was thinking about. I guess we should do the two-minute summary, but I'm already in on this, so I'm just going to talk about Go for it. it. Share your thoughts while you're... Yeah. Um, Share your thoughts while you're So, basically, Dean is, like, a huge man-whore, and I don't mean that in, like, a derogatory way. He's just, like, he, like, has his dick in a different woman literally every single night. You know? I mean it in a derogatory way. Like... It, he, <laughs> he, he's like, doing the, a lot. And, like, you're allowed to have sex yeah. with as many people as you want, but, like, he, he also... And we can talk about this in too many hands, but, like, every single one of his roommates in all of the books, like, come home and they're like, ah, Dean's just fucking a girl on the living room couch again. And I'm like, oh, my God. Tell him to stop. Have some couth. Like. Where are the boundaries? Have have some couth. Please. Like, put your, like, put your dick away in the living room. Like, imagine having a threesome in your living room when your roommates could just come home. First of all, where are all of the men in these books, like, finding the the bimbos before they meet the girl who gripmatizes them? Like, where are they finding these women who are just like, oh yeah, I'll have sex with you anywhere, anytime. It won't hurt my feelings. Like, I just want to get da- dicked down. And there's just like, thousands of them on this campus how is it the size of ohio state are there fifty six thousand students there because that's the only way this works like that's what i was saying it's got to be this must be what being a d1 athlete is like that's the only way i could like comprehend how like readily available like every woman is to them i was like is this what being like on scholar like a scholarship athlete is like like they're like in my experience, like, at Truman, it was not like that. Like, there's no way. But here's the you thing. You know? But, like... Briar's in the Northeast, right? So, it is, like, uh-huh. they, like, play Harvard. They play Yale. So, we're supposed to get the, like, understanding that's a little bit of an Ivy League, right? I just Googled the number of Yale undergrads. It's 6,500 people. Like, I'm sorry. At the wow. rate that L. Kennedy is saying these dudes are fucking through campus, like, this house of four men has to have slept with at least 50% of the campus population. 
Women yeah. have more well, respect and, But for that's also assuming they're all different. Yeah. Oh, that's that, That's also saying that they're doing different women. Like, each one is a different woman, you know? They could, you know, be passing them to the T, passing them to the team, you know, like. Yeah. You know, getting an assist, but. Okay. You know. I'm ready to explain my beef. Dean is All right. like. Do you want to hit the, do you want me to hit the summary first? No. I, I got to talk about no. this now. <laughs> we're already on the topic. Oh, we're talking about the women on it. campus. <laughs> so Allie and Dean sleep together, right? After she gets crossed and she wakes up the next morning mm. and is like throwing herself out of Dean's bed and like trying to find her clothes. And he's just like laying there naked being like, oh, like, are you sure you don't want to come back for round two, baby? Like all of this stuff, right? And he mm-hmm. acts like he, like, has no idea why she's upset. And it takes him, like, three different ways of her explaining to him why she's upset until she finally says, like, I am embarrassed and I want to leave for him to stop just, like, playing with his dick while she's trying to get dressed. Like, it's weird and uncomfortable and it, like, made it tough for me like, I had to pretend that that did not exist for me to enjoy the rest of this book. Like, I had to be like, okay, Dean is not a shitty, nasty, misogynistic dude who doesn't understand why a woman would be embarrassed to sleep with him. Like, I don't know. Like, this book is generally very sex positive, and I like that, but it made me uncomfortable to put that part of them sleeping the, the together just, yeah like under the guise of like sex positivity like you can't tell me that that's that that is dean being sex positive like that's dean being a creep and no. like preying on a woman while she was vulnerable like yeah like <laughs> in but that's also like even in the prompt of the book like uh before we get into the summary like Allie's coming over because she just broke up with her ex-boyfriend who's like bombing her with texts and she doesn't want to like stay in her dorm room where like he knows where she is and then like uh garrett and hannah give her refuge in the house and dean's just like yeah i'm a fucker like yes that's the that was the that was the qualm that i had with just like you had like like you were given a specific situation you know this girl is off limits and the the problem that I mean, I guess the, the situation that I had with it, the problem that I had with it was just like you were told by your friend who you value not to do this thing, and then you immediately did. You immediately like fucked the one girl you weren't supposed to. And like, and maybe that's like the course of the story that you could make that argument, but like, no, that's like a a good friend would not do that. And like, like for the rest of the book, they're kind of like on a sneaky link kind of saga. Yeah. And it's like, well, you, yeah, now you guys have to be on a sneaky link because you did something that, like, completely violated your friendship, you know? But. Well, they also did that because. I don't know. That's, like, the problem I had. They also did that because, like, Allie. Allie kind of had, like. <laughs> Allie kind of had Emily Tucker vibes of only sleeping with people she's in love with. And mm-hmm. so, like, when she has a rebound, she immediately deals with, like, really obscene amounts of, like, shame and disappointment in herself and feeling like she is, like, a floozy. 
And, like, I have never done that, so I have never experienced feeling like a floozy, but I can only imagine that I would also experiencing experience a lot of feelings of, like, being flaky and a floozy and all of the things that, like, Allie is feeling. And I'm not saying that it is justified for Allie to feel that way, because, like, you can have sex with whoever you want as long as they're not in a relationship with someone else, and, like, neither of them are in a relationship. But also, like, part of the reason they were a sneaky link is because Allie is like, oh my god, I cannot go from being this woman in, like, a long-term relationship to just, like, fucking the guy who has put his dick in every third person on campus, you know? Like, yeah. she she's yeah. also freaking the fuck out, not just because of her relationship with Garrett and Hannah, but because of her relationship just, like, as a person, how she wants to be seen by, like, everybody else on campus. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's not, like, one that's not an outrageous reaction by her to be, like, like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. Um. But, I f- like, it, I think it does show some character development in Dean that he's, like, like, what do you mean you're ashamed? Like, I, like, him, I, like, I guess, like, the, uh, him not understanding what's going on is his, like, character being, like, I've never felt this, like, you know, yeah. This experience that she's going through, and so he has no way to relate, and then, like, in turn responds in a completely, like, inappropriate manner. Yeah. But. Okay. I don't know. You're so ready for the summary. Hit us with the summary, Brennan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's pull it up. Sorry, my phone locked while we were talking. That's okay. We had to talk uh, about Dean De Laurentiis. Uh, you had to go in. So. We'll start with Allie has broken up with her boyfriend Sean, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, who is she? Uh, who has she? Who had? Who she has been with for about five years? Um, she's worried that Sean is going to show up in the evening when she's home alone. So uh, Hannah and Garrett let her go and stay at Garrett's house because um, he isn't there, and his roommate Dean is there. So like Dean's going to be should be there to protect her. Spoiler. Um, when Allie gets to the house, Dean is there with two girls and he has to kick them out. Also, Dean three-way, wild. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, is she gonna write a full sex scene with, like, two women who are not the main woman in this book? Uh Uh-huh. Well, then she, like, she, like, dances with it again later in the book, and I was like, no fucking ways. It's like, like, I was going to, my mind was going to be blown, like, how is she going to swing this in the story? But then, like, I don't know. It doesn't end up happening, no, but, well, like, these books, that would be a wild situation. These books are, like, not monogamous at all at the beginning, and then they are immediately monogamous as soon as they meet mm-hmm. the girl with the pussy they can't live without. And so... Once they get gripmatized. As soon as they're gripmatized, they're so monogamous. And... Yeah. Like... I don't think that L. Kennedy could, like, write a a threesome scene unless it was, like, her river... Do you know about the finale of the show Riverdale? Uh, I've seen... So I watched Riverdale, like, whenever... Not, like, when it was first coming out, but, like, a while back, I think. Um, maybe, like, my senior year of high school, I worked through Riverdale. Okay. Um, I don't know how it ended, though. It just I ended, the, like, like, two weeks ago, and I'm gonna tell you. It oh. ends with Jughead, Spoil it. Archie, 
Um, Lily, whatever, the blonde, and Camilla. Those four, they mm-hmm. end in a, a, a romantic quad. What? They all, they all date each other. And I'm telling you this because I don't think that L. Kennedy could write a threesome or an orgy with the main characters of the book unless she, like, had them in a triad. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, like, it mattered. Yeah. You know? Unless it was, like, she doesn't, I, she, I think you're right in, like, that idea. Because she doesn't really, like, uh, like, there's only, like, a couple scenes, like, a couple, like, intimate, like, sex scenes where, like, they're not part of the plot. Like, they're not part of, like, Garrett sleeping with the one chick right in the beginning. Yeah. Of the first book. Like, there's not a whole ton where it's, like, outside of the normal situations. Well, and when Garrett sleeps with that girl, he's literally just like, and then I went through the motions of having sex and it felt good. Like, it's not like, oh my god, I love the sounds that this girl makes. Like, he's not, like, he's Uh not, like, really getting after it. He's just like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm doing... And I'm doing my job. Laid. This is my second job. <laughs> yeah. My first job is hockey. My second job is fucking the women on Briar's campus. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I when you said that, like she like her doing a th- when a, her doing a three way would be really out of character for her writing. I would definitely agree with. Um, that's why when I thought it was going to happen, I was like, "There's no way this co- like absolutely no way this happens," but. Anyway, we'll get back to the summary. Um, so Allie's going over to the house. When Allie gets there, Dean kicks out the other, the chicks for the three way. And then, uh, like we've already said, Allie and Dean continue to get drunk and hook up. After this hookup, Dean finds that, uh, he doesn't really have, want to have sex with anyone else. So he tries to get back in contact with Allie, who tells him she's not interested. And this is the whole, like, Dean doesn't sit, take no for an answer, which was, like, super cringe in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, since this is a, yeah, and, but since it's a romance book, obviously Allie and Dean, like, start texting and they, like, decide to, like, get together. Um, like, in, like, a sneaky link type of sense. They have to sneak around so they avoid Hannah and Garrett. And then, um, Oh, yeah, Dean gets a new head coach. So there's a new coach on the hockey team. Um, it's a defensive coach, and Dean plays defense. Um, so, oh, and, like, the main conflict with that is that uh, it's Dean's high school girlfriend's dad that is the coach. And so... His mentally ill high school, high school girlfriend. Yeah. Straight up bonkers situation. Um, Dean... Well, and then, like, also... That's, like, kind of, like, sparks the character arc in Dean. Dean's whole thing is, like, I don't do relationships, but I also clearly establish, like, all of the grounds in our, like, like, you know how he had that thing where he's, like, I, like, I don't do relationships, like, I I fuck who I want when I want, and if you're not okay with that, then, like, then we're not, like, not together. And then this is all sparked because he kind of did, I forgot the exact situation. Like he did something like that with the coach's daughter and the coach, coach's daughter freaked out. And then like, 
um, broke up and like the coach didn't like Dean. And so now he's the head coach of the hawker of the, of Briar's hockey team and continues to give him hell, like, you know, puts him through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah, like Dean and the coach have some beef. So the coach starts making Dean as like one of the punishments. Um, he's kind of hard on Dean, which is kind of like kind of the athlete fantasy of like hating a head coach. Um, uh, the coach makes him, uh, oh yeah, the coach makes him start mentoring uh, the local high school hockey team. And so he's like teaching these like, you know, Oh, but younger it's not players even how to play schoolers, and, like, Brennan. it's like it's like it eight like and nine year olds yeah it's like middle like it's like 10 11 12 it's like middle schoolers mm-hmm. which is so fun I remember it was like younger players yeah well and they're at like a fun age when like they're falling around they're probably like clumsy on their skates and falling around on the ice um sorry oh, I and then while coaching spot. soccer practice you're good um, so while coaching hockey practice, he also, um, makes friends with, like, uh, the younger sisters of one of the players, who's a 10-year-old named Dakota, and, um, Dakota then wants to learn how to skate, and so he teaches her how to skate, and it's, like, a fun little, like, friendship story arc, which I thought was, like, I thought was a cute addition. No, I thought that was sweet! Um, yeah, I know. And then Dean then, uh, confides in Allie, um... He told her about his high school GF, um, who was suffering some, from some mental health issues, and she pressured him into having sex with her and later became quite obsessed with it and was talking about engagement and things. And then Dean called things off, and then she treated, uh, oh, and then she threatened to take her own life. And eventually her dad had to step in and took her to the doctor, and she was then put on medication, but he blames Dean for all that. Um, Allie introduces, after that, at some point, Allie introduces Dean to her dad, who really doesn't like Dean at all, of course. Um, Allie's dad is a single father because Allie's mother died when she was 13. Does it? I kind of don't know what happened to her mom. Do you remember what happened to her mom? Her mom had cancer, I think, and they, like, hid it for a long time. So, like, Allie didn't get a lot of time to, like, build up to her mom dying, like, it seemed fairly sudden. Like, her mom was like, I'm sick. And then, like, two months later, she was dead. Whereas they'd known that she was sick for, like, a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Which is, like... Important. I mean, I figured... Yeah. It's an important thing. But I also feel like it's not... I don't know. I don't know what that situation's even like, so I'm not even going to speak on it. No, like, what I'm so... saying is it's important to the like storyline of the book because what happens later on is so they get together people find out about them they decide they're happy together dean is coaching hockey things are coming up roses and then like dean comes home from practice one day and he finds out one of his best friends on the football team died like in a freak car accident and he spirals Mm -hmm. he freaks the fuck out and goes on a bender for like three weeks he misses Allie's big show He gets kicked off the hockey team for doing Molly and then failing a drug test. And Mm -hmm. Allie finally has to be like, yeah, I don't know why you're acting like I don't know about death and, like, I couldn't help you, but, like, fuck you. And will you, like, Mm -hmm. pull your head out of your ass, come find me. 
And then he pulls his head out of his ass and he comes and finds her. And she's like, I need space. I need to learn what it's like to be a single woman. And she lasts, what, like three weeks? And then she's like, okay, I'm ready for you to yeah. be back in my life. And then they're together and in love. And then the book ends. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, there's also the... So Dean's family is actually super rich. And then he wants, like, his mom and dad are both lawyers or something like that. And then, like, they own a hotel or some shit. Like, they've got, like, a penthouse. And so there's, like, the penthouse scene. Yeah, when that's When he true. takes her there. And they also go to the club in New York. I remember that part. That one was, like, a crazy, like, it's like you know, all these, like, I guess, again, that must be the experience of college athletes, just being able to get into whatever clubs they want. Well, I think he got in there because he was a De Laurentiis. Also, they, like... Also true. They, like, hook up on the couch... After, like, taking their friend home from the club because he was too drunk to go home by himself. And they hook up on the couch in front of him. And he's like, oh, my yeah. God, I just, like, I, you guys know I'm awake, right? I'm so sorry. If your friends start getting frisky because they think you are asleep, you need to wake up and tell them. Like... Yes. It is so much yes. worse to you... tell them after they're done. It will. I, I would say that that's obviously the best thing is to be like, y'all have your fun. I'm going to go into a different room and like not be drunk in here, Correct. you know? Um, but also I could see like the being so paralyzed by fear being like, oh, I'm going to fake asleep. Like. I can, like, I can see how that situation or, like, that response is, like, one you go to. But, like, I also agree with the idea that, like, like, I understand the reasoning of faking sleep, but I, like, definitely the right answer is to just be, like, y'all nasty. I'm going to a different room. Just, like, fake waking up. Like, yawn. Mm -hmm. Like, snort really hard. Like... I don't know. Send them a subtle, yeah. Like, give give them some sort of signal that they need to chill the fuck out. And then, uh, do we want to do the big the ending reveal with Tucker? Oh, fuck yeah. There's this guy in this book named John Tucker, but don't worry, it's spelled with an H, so it's not about my dad. And he, cut, like, Allie and Dean are hanging out on the couch, and he, like, comes into the room, and he's just like, Sabrina is pregnant. I'm gonna be a dad. And then the book ends. So you know I yeah. took that shit out from the library immediately and read the whole book. You yeah. know I did yeah. that shit. You had to. That's like the only, like, after her dropping, she, like, Elle Kennedy really knows what she's doing. Whenever she drops at the end of the book, she's like, yeah, next one's bestseller. Like, she probably, like, readied the pre-sale for her next book after she you know, release this one. But, yeah, absolutely wild ending. I, like, I don't know. It uh, was extremely good book. mentally taxing for him to be referred to by his last name because I am called by most people, like, Tuck or Tucker. And so the whole mm. book, people are calling him Tucker Tucker, and I spent the whole book being like, is it weird that I'm reading this? Yeah. Like, is this like, strange? Are they talking to me? <laughs> I, so, I always had that, like, he's, it's the classic, like, having two first names in your name, you know? Because mm, like, you're mine, Brennan Travis, I always had yeah. Brennan, yeah, Brennan Travis. I always had that same thing, but, like, I, uh, weirdly enough, I never had to, I never, like, 
went through that experience of people calling me Travis. Everyone either calls me like Brennan. I, I usually never have nicknames or anything other than like B Trav, but like, I don't know. I guess that's, uh, it's not like a for sure situation, but when you have a name like John Tucker, where your first name is like everyone else's first name, you got to find a way to differentiate yourself. So I can kind of see it. That's true. Okay. Something you did miss in the summary and that I want to talk about is, so Alia and Dean are like sleeping together, but Allie's hiding it because she's kind of ashamed. And then they go to New York for that weekend. And when they're coming home, Dean is helping her get her trunk, her like suitcase out of the trunk of his car. And he's like helping her and he like puts his arm around her waist. And one of Sean, which we also have to talk about the fact that the main men that Allie dates are named Dean <laughs> and Sean, spelled S E A N. Dean and Scene. Her boyfriend's Sheen. names are yeah. Dean and Scene. That's silly. <laughs> oh, Girl. It is good. It is great comparison it is like and they're polar opposites of each other too which makes it even better but his frat brother sees them together and then tells on her to sean even though they're not together and he like comes to her dorm room and says horrific things to her Mm. like he is like i can't believe that i spent so much time in my life like with a woman who is a whore he calls her a diseased whore. And she, like, loses yeah, her really shit. The... So fair. Oh, my God. If a man ever called me a diseased whore who I had, like, been in love with literally six weeks earlier, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hands. Oh, my Giving God. Giving him the pause. And she is, like, swing on him. Sobbing. Sobbing. And Hannah and Garrett come home. And Allie is, like, can you, can you get Dean? And Hannah is like, why the fuck do you want me to go get Dean right now? But he comes over and he like pushes Garrett and Hannah out of the room and like doesn't do anything like crazy, like manly, like badly where he's like, well, I'm just going to leave and go kill him and then I'll come back. Which like, if this was a mafia romance, that would be what happened. But, like, that's not Uh what this is. Um, And he, like, stays with her all night, and they decide they're going to be in a relationship. And I, unfortunately, am a sucker for girl is crying, gets someone to, like, go get, like, the man they want comfort from. Like, I think often about what would happen if I tore my ACL at a Frisbee tournament that Sam was also at. Because I have anxiety, so I am always thinking about what would happen if something bad happened to me. And, um, I literally have been like, well, if it is not the game to go to nationals, like, I would be like, can someone go get Sam, please? Like, right now? Like, right now? Like, I know that's what I would do. Like, I like to think that I would be like, no, 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 let him play. I'm so sorry. That would not be what happened. If I heard that pop in my knee, like, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Well, that's a common, like... That's a common, like, I don't, I don't think you're out of line for, like, having that fear. It's one that I've had for, like, forever. I saw, I remember, like, on Twitter one time, I saw a video of them, like, testing a player to see if he'd torn his ACL, and they're, like, stretching his, like, leg, and, like, it bends in a weird way, and you're like, whoo. Well, and, Brandon, like, you know that then, I have been on field for six ACL tears. Oh, my. Oof. Or even, like, 
I I've never been on field. I've never watched somebody tear their ACL. Um, one time I was playing and I think I I heard a kid tear his ACL. <gasps> but like, yeah. I, but I was also like I was facing away from the situation, so I didn't really know what happened. But that has it has to be absolutely disgusting to watch. One not disgusting. Two, disgusting like, is the wrong word. Horrifying. I think horrifying yeah, is okay, what you're okay. looking for. Well, yeah, I mean, even when you, I mean, I would say, hor- yeah, horrifying is probably better, or, like, just, like, shiver-inducing, which, I don't know, probably is still no, horrifying. No, I think you're right. But, yeah, but, like, I don't know, I've seen, like, videos of players, like, tearing, like, uh, there's one of an Alabama receiver who's, like, goes to take a step, and it's just, like, like, on national television, tears his ACL, and I was, like, like... Oh my god! Like that is, it's horrifying to watch. So I don't think you're out of pocket for having that fear. Well, you know what my um my big sports soapbox is. This is really this is really sports podcast night. I think that yeah. it is irresponsible from the national mo- news media for the safety of athletes to show on slow motion over and over again a catastrophic injury of an athlete. I if I am Clay Thompson and I tear my ACL, and then come back and then immediately tear my Achilles. I think that's the order it happened in. Like, yeah, I should not be able to go on YouTube when I'm feeling particularly sad about it and Google Clay Thompson Achilles and be able to see it from every single angle in slow motion in high definition. I don't want to see his face. I don't want to see his ankle. I don't want to see his knee. Like, I, like, if my body is my life, if my ability to be an athlete is my life, then I should not have the capability to be able to go online and search for something that is, like, my worst moment. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think about, um, I think you're right for saying that in the sense of, like, the player who got injured's perspective. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, well, and I also um, don't think that it is trauma porn. Like we collectively as yeah. America should be less interested in watching people go through a catastrophic injury that is going to like make them like hurt. Like people who tear their ACLs when they recover from it, when they're saying that they're fine, they mean they've gotten their athleticism back. Not that they're without pain. You are never without pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're just, like, watching one of the worst moments of a person's life. And, like, we as a society should be, like, less excited to watch it on instant replay over and over again. Like, yeah. stop that. That's a great stance. We should file that for, uh, send that to ESPN. Really grill, like, ESPN, CBS, NFL Network for that. Yeah, I'll make a difference. Because there's, like... There was, because whenever you said the, like, the phrase trauma porn, like, that is very real. Um, like, there's YouTube, like, YouTube, YouTube compilations of, like, or compilations of just, like, injury videos that you can go and see of, like, you know, like, you can go look up highlights of, like, oh, biggest hits in the NFL, but then there's also, like, the ones where, like, the guy is on kickoff return and then, like, gets hit at full speed and then is, like, then forever in a wheelchair, which I think is like, like you 
people just go and watch these injuries and they're like, whoa, but like the people who actually experience them have to like go through all of the stages of them dealing with that event afterwards, which you don't see, exactly. which is a little more like, it's like desensitizing, I guess, but. Yeah, I just yeah. like, I think that it is messed up, but. Mm-hmm. How did we get on this? Um, I was talking about um Allie calling for Dean because she's sad. Oh yeah. yeah um yeah. I wanna talk about the defensive coach. Because I know mm-hmm. that you said that the villain coach plotline like appeals to the ath- athlete experience of hating a coach. But I think mm-hmm. that you can have a coach who is bad for players and good for the team. And I didn't like that this hockey team apparently had a good enough coaching staff to get them to a national championship three years in a row, get them to win a national championship, a coach who cares about the players, who checks in with them, who is a good man, that he would just, like, hire a a real dickhole and be like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I have no issues with the way he's coaching. Like, the fact that he, like, ruined the chemistry of an entire D-line by, like, mixing it up and making us worse, like, that's fine. That's just growing pains. Like, that, that to me, not to be, like, L. Kennedy is not writing realistic books, but to me specifically, like, that one, I was like, this one doesn't hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, it was, I could see that it's, like, kind of low-hanging fruit for, like, you know, brainstorming ideas for villain, you know, like, bad coach is a very like easy one to go to and then giving him history with dean was like like also very easy to fix in but i can i yeah i get how that's like uh not necessarily realistic i um and kind of where i thought you were going with this was i thought it was when it appealed to the experience of having like a coach you didn't like that's like a thing a lot of athletes can relate to whenever like you have a coach and they like you know, yeah, like we'll take Dean's situation, like really mix up the D lines or do something like throw off the chemistry of the team. And then everyone like dislikes them slash hates them for it. It's like kind of something that like you guys all go through together. Um, like I had in high school, we had a soccer coach that kind of didn't know what he was doing. And we were like, we we're a good unit of players, like already. And then like, uh, we had a coach who was kind of like brainless. And so like we all kind of had like, uh, similar experiences like why is he telling us to do like this when we should be doing that or like you know and so I thought this I thought that's what she was going for or like just like going for the experience of like hating a coach that you have um but I don't know yeah I I think it's just like a very like like it's too easy of a villain yeah I think the bigger villain in this book and if she had just like stuck with this as the villain it would have been better would be like the grief that Dean goes through so like yeah like I feel like the two villains of this book could have been Sean slut shaming Allie and then like Dean going through the death of his friend so Dean goes on like a three week bender um and like does a lot of drugs and like drinks a lot of alcohol and i found this to be like as implausible as the good coach allowing a dangerously bad coach onto the staff plotline 
Because if these boys are so close, like, they would be holding each other up. And they're not holding each other up. Like, they just, like, Mm -hmm. let Dean do this. They're like, Dean is grieving in his own way. I kind of like to think that, like, the specific brand of toxic masculinity that, like, doesn't allow you to express your feelings would have led them to be like, come on, we have to just, like, move through this. Like, I just kind of think they would have been like, Dean, we're going to help you compartmentalize. I also don't think this coach Mm -hmm. who, like, went to, oh, my God, what was the name of the boy in the bath last book? John Logan. Um, I don't think Mm -hmm. the coach who went to John Logan's alcoholic father and convinced him to go to, like, rehab so that John Logan could play in the NHL would, like, let Dean go on a three-week bender because of the death of his friend. Like, yeah, where is the support? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the idea that uh, his friends should support him, um, I think is, like, y- you're completely right in saying that. And it was, like, one of the parts that I was kind of like, where is everyone else? Like, why is Allie the only one, like, helping him? Um, it could come from, like, the, like, whole you know, I guess laissez-faire, like, you don't know when to cut your friend off, or you don't know, like, when to draw the limits of, like, okay, dude, like, your life is falling apart. I wouldn't say the villain in the book is, or not the villain, but, like, the the situation in the book is, like, him doing the drugs, or him drinking so, like, drinking till he's, like, incompetent, but it's him, like, blowing off all of the shit he should be doing while he's drinking. Yeah. You know, like, while he's, he's, like, you know, he's sinking into, like, the, you know, depths of depression and no one's helping him but like the real thing is like all of the things he's neglecting while he's doing that um and like that should have been when they were alarmed like if we're talking about like when you should help out your friend and like when you recognize like all these things that are happening and no one's doing anything about it like when you recognize that like oh they're neglecting like the relationship with like oh he didn't go to Allie's concert maybe like we should say something. And, like, I thought in the book they, like, other people do speak to him. And it just, like, doesn't echo or whatever. Like, yeah. It like, I just, like... Resonate with him. I think it is so interesting that, like, L. Kennedy is talking about these really deep friendships. But, like, no one is... Where Where is the mom friend? Because she's trying to pretend that John Tucker is the mom friend by, like, making him cook. But the mom friend is mm-hmm. also the person who is, like... Hey, you've been complaining to me a lot about this paper that you have to write. Like, why don't we go to the library together? And, like, you'll have my phone and I'll have your phone. And we'll stay here until both of us are done with our homework. Or, like, my coworker and I, like, both of us had have had trouble with heat exhaustion this summer. And I am better at recognizing it and knowing when I need to leave. But I have, like, I have chipped away at my, like, you are only valuable if you are a hard worker who, like, stays through like like mm-hmm. play through injury to, yeah like yeah. i i don't need to play through injury at work i don't yeah like i am <laughs> no. not making very much money but i'm making enough money that i can leave work if i'm sick and mm. i my dear coworker, believes in capitalism i know that woman does but she has had as much trouble with heat as i have this summer and she well not as much but she has had trouble with heat, and she was, like, woozy, and, like, laughing at things that, like, weren't that funny, and was acting super weird, and 
I literally just, like, followed her around the store until she left. I, like, both of us were, like, we're having trouble with heat. It's 104. We were both told we could go home. And, like, I was, like, okay, like, I am standing next to you until we leave. Like, I'm just, like, following you around. Like, who? Mm-hmm. Who is following <laughs> around Dean? Who is helping him? Yeah. Who is doing the amount of work that well, you need to do to protect Yeah, people? I think that you're right in saying that, like, if Tucker is the mom character, like, someone, someone should step in. But uh, maybe that's something you could, like, you know, obviously it doesn't happen in the book, but you could, like, you know, be like, yeah, we should normalize being able to, like, tell your friends to stop or tell your friends no. Or, like, you like situations like that or like well, that's level with them and be like, are you, are you okay? Like, yeah, you like drink all you want, like do whatever you want. Like, I'm not like, I'm not your mom in the sense of like stopping you from getting hammered on a Thursday or like a Tuesday or something. But like, I am your mom in the sense of like, if you're self-destructing right now, I'm not going to let you fail. Yeah. Like, like it, it just, like, if people had been trying to help him as much as they should have and he had self-destructed like this, it would be a different story. I would actually find it to be more realistic. But the fact that mm-hmm. he's just allowed to self-destruct for three weeks and everyone is just kind of like, oh, that's just Dean. <laughs> oh, that's classic Dean. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, believe in your friends a little more than that. Like, love your friends better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I also, the other part that I felt, one last point. Yeah. Other part that I felt was unrealistic is that he's like, he melts down for three weeks and like still gets all A's. That's what I was just like, what? Athlete privilege. Yeah. Like, no, no repercussions for like three weeks of probably not going to class or like probably not doing any assignments or like doing all this shit that you have to do to like maintain your status in a class like well and if it's doesn't even attend the classes are pretty small that's something that's weird about these books is she is really acting like the lecture halls are like really big and full of people but if it's like smaller than truman then the books have like the the classes have like 30 people in them tops like yeah if i skipped class they're not gigantic i couldn't make eye contact with the professor the next the next class period Because they, like, sometimes Mm. they would ask. They know. Like, they know. Yeah. Whereas, like, Sam told me that he had 830s, like, two or three different semesters. And if he made it to, like, like, two-thirds of his classes every week, he was doing great. That was a good week. Which, like, what? What? That's so crazy to me. I would rather chop yeah. off my pinky finger than skip class more than, like, twice a semester. Mm-hmm. But I think that might be mentally ill behavior for me. Well, it's not mentally ill. <laughs> I always just figured, like, going to class is, like, the easiest thing you can do for the class. Like, all, all I have to do is, like, show up and I'm getting, like, the base level knowledge in preparation for, like, assignments, quizzes, and tests. That's like, true. You, you, like, just, just not not going is, like, putting an effort, but that's, I mean, a whole different discussion. The perfect man. Um, I 
like the idea. Dean calls the way that he lives life the life of Dean, which is just, like, very carefree and not really caring what people think. And I think that, like, generally, that is actually something you have to walk a pretty good line with. Like, if you have a really good friendship with someone and you are living the life of Dean and you are doing whatever you want and they are telling you, like, what you are doing is, like, hurtful or that, like, the person that you're in a relationship with seems like they're not very good for you, like, that maybe is a conversation to have. But I think what Dean is trying to say is Allie is like, I can't date you because what will people think of me dating someone who is, like, so promiscuous? Like, she does need to fuck off for that one. You know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that is, like, um, it's kind of, like, the whole, like, don't worry what other people think about you unless it's a valid thought, you know? Yeah. Like, like some things like, there's certain points where that, yeah, that mentality works, and then sometimes that mentality does not work. Oh, I thought, like, the life of Dean was kind of just, like, like, yeah, like, his excuse to, like, do whatever he wants with no remorse. Like, he's just kind of, like, in the, I feel like in the beginning of the book, he's kind of a very remorseless person, and then, like... True. Obviously gains that back through the course of the story. Other things I think that are good about Dean, I think that I'm going to make this rapid fire. Great that he has close male friendships. Excellent. I like that he's going to become a teacher and a coach because it makes him feel fulfilled. I'm glad he's not going to Harvard Law to not feel fulfilled. Also, he does have academic integrity. He did find out he was getting an A because he was fucking a TA and he went to the professor and tried to get the professor to fail him. And the professor refused to to fail him because him and his grandpa were friends. But like, I'm proud of Dean for being like, can you please give me the grade I deserve? And the professor being like, no. Please don't show me privilege gets privilege anyway. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I, like, on the whole, like, uh, like, becoming a teacher just so he doesn't go to law school and doesn't feel fulfilled, I think that's a little more realistic because it doesn't, like, push the idea that everyone has to be a lawyer, engineer, computer, whatever. You know, like, him not becoming one of, like, the stereotypical, like, successful job going into a stereotypically like financially successful job i thought was good that she didn't perpetuate any of that because like it'd be so easy for him to just be like and dean becomes a lawyer or like dean goes to law school and law school is still easy for dean and then he becomes a lawyer i thought it's so easy to write that but her to not do it was good i do think dean only becomes a teacher because he's already rich Like, he's like, I'm being a coach because it's fulfilling. Like, if he was trying to live in Manhattan on a a middle school hockey coach salary, not on old blue blood money, oh boy, he would be upset. Yeah. Um, here is my main take about, and we talked about this before, about Dean. It is fine to have an exhibition kink. That's fine. That can be your thing. But you cannot have sex in the living room if you have roommates. You cannot. Yeah. Every single roommate, I guess, I I don't know how to state this. So, I feel like it is probably fine if you, like, accidentally see your roommate's dick. That probably, I don't know. I've never had a male roommate. I'm assuming it 
could happen on accident. If every single one of your roommates has seen you having sex in the living room bare-assed on the couch, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, there's a difference between an exhibition kink and, like, being inappropriate. Like, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, just leave your bedroom open. Or, like, make a lot of noise. Find Leave some stuff Find some other way to do it. Like... Yeah. Oh my god. Like, in the first two books, they're like, like, John Logan's like, came home from class, Dean was having sex on the couch, I rolled my eyes and went upstairs. Oh my god. Oh my god. If Mm -hmm. I walked in on a roommate having sex on the couch, I would never speak to them again. Never speak to them? Well, I mean, like, if you're, like, making out on the couch, that's fine, but, like, I, you cannot have your bare genitals on the couch. People sit there. I was more, yes, yes. So I was, my line, so, like, my questions were, like, how is everyone else okay with it? Do they know where are the lines you draw as a roommate, you know? And so, like, my line would be, like, like, yeah, okay, like, I, I can, I can level with you on, like, the understanding and exhibition kink, but, like, my like line would be like having sex on like a pub like a what is deemed as public furniture for us all to use you know we all yeah like we are we are all sitting on this couch you can't just like defile it like that you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that was like my i would never speak to someone again if they had sex on the couch i would never speak to them again if i if they knew i was home and had sex on the couch anyway. It did it regardless. Yeah. Well, that's it's definitely grounds to be mad. I would, they, I mean, I wouldn't, maybe it's like, this is a difference between you and I. I wouldn't not ever speak to them again, but I would definitely hit them with the, what the actual fuck are you doing? I think like, I would be, what I would are be you? the angriest maybe I'd ever been. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely grounds for you to like really like rip into your roommate and them like not have anything to stand on but i feel like we're talking know. about sex so we can just move into too many hands yeah go straight into it dean de laurentis is absolutely gripmatized in this book he has sex with Allie, and immediately is like i can't fuck another woman like my dick won't even get hard doing anything else besides thinking about Allie. He, like, talks to his friend about it, and his friend is basically, like, which, this was a funny bit, was, like, you are gripmatized the way that Edward was gripmatized for Bella's blood. And that was so funny to me. Twilight has a chokehold on an entire generation. Still. Well, and also, per what this book is, this book comes out in, like, what, like, 2016 or something like that? Probably. Um, yeah, and it's, like, it's still, like, a common culture reference to make, to be, like, bro, like, she twilighted you, you know? Yeah. I think that is cool. What is twilighting you? Are you referring that to the gripmatization of Dean DeLaurentis? It, yeah. Okay, And yeah. then comparing it to Twilight, yeah, the, you got Twilight. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, other... Um, I was... Go ahead. Isn't this is the one where they like have the toy? Oh my god, this is the one where they have the toy. 
Okay, so Hannah, yeah. so Allie has a really bad day, and she goes over to Dean's house because no one's supposed to be home. And then there, he like runs her a bath, and I think he's gonna like get her off with a dildo, but I think it also might have been a vibrator. And yeah. it's like sitting on the edge of the tub, and then someone comes home, and Dean is in the bath with Allie, and she throws herself out of the bath and hides behind the tub. And then all of Dean's friends think that he, like, waited for everyone to leave so he could, like, fuck himself with the vibrating pink dildo. (laughs) And they are all really, like, getting their jokes off. And Allie is literally just, like, hiding behind the door, like, dripping wet and naked. And everyone is making jokes literally for months, even after Allie and Dean get together. They also Uh name it. Isn't it named... I can't remember. I was gonna. I was literally about to ask the name. Of it. I they don't name it remember the like. name, but it does have a name. I find a fan fiction books anything, any naming of a sex toy. I don't like. I think it's you weird. Don't like. I I think it is weird to name a sex toy. Okay, I think that's fair. I think they her naming it, them naming it was weird. Um, I thought it was wild that, like, uh, that she, that this was, like, a part of the book, like, um, L. Kennedy was, like, trying to find things to make the sex scenes more, like, different and crazy and, like, went this route. I was like, that is, like, that's wild. I mean, I guess it's, like, it's not wild in a bad way, but it's, like, wild, like, it's out there. Um, and then, like, the whole them clowning Dean, like, Dean getting the, I think the situation of getting stuck having to take the blame or like take responsibility for the use of the toy himself instead of like, uh, like admitting the real situation was also really like everyone was making fun of him in the toy. That was like, that was quality literature right there. You couldn't have drawn that up any better. It was funny. Um, they also have, this is this, this is the book where they like, they like hook up in an alleyway. Yeah. They sexed in the bar. While Allie is in her I'm not dating Dean era, and then she goes out the back door and Dean follows her, and then they, like, he doesn't just, like, finger her in in an alley. They, like, actively have sex. I just, like... Yeah. Yeah. This So, real quick, this is the one I thought you were going... So, before we got into these books, we had talked about this a little, and you were like, is there any, like, crazy shit that happens? I'm like, yeah, not in the first two, but this book is, like absolutely like wild i don't know and whenever you were whenever you were com- well, whenever you were commenting about like um l's like like or like the relationship between like the sex scenes and consent in these books i was like the only real like one that i would think is like terrible is like this one for like that the alleyway sex i was just like whoa this is like does she not consent I'm pretty sure she consents. She, no, I, she consents. No. Th- oh, okay. So, like, of course in the book, like, I don't think that Elle would write something where she doesn't consent. But, like, like the whole setting and, like, the theme of that situation, I felt was, like, wild. Like, well, I think wild. Allie no, makes it pretty know. clear I, that, like, she, like, had a little bit of, like, wilder of sexual taste that, like, Sean wasn't really willing to, like, entertain. And so, like, when she is with Dean, like, he kind of figures out, like, she is kinkier than, like, 
she was letting on. And so I don't, I don't know. Like in terms of like crazy kinks to write about, like an exhibition one is like not that crazy because they aren't really doing Mm. anything that crazy in terms of the actual sex. It's just the location that's kind of nuts. But like, I don't know. I think it could have been worse. Like I, it definitely could have been worse. I didn't feel like it was that crazy. Um, I thought, maybe, yeah, maybe this is a just me thing then, because I thought that was just, like, well, like, one, well, one for them to, like, fuck, to, like, fuck in an alleyway, I'm like, yo, y'all are nuts for that, but two, for her to, like, have that same situation of, like, following a girl out of a bar, and then, like, fucking her in an alleyway, whether consensual, I thought was just, like, a weird message to push. That's but true. It's, I, I also if it's just, just me, thinking it's just me. about... So when I worked at American Girl Doll, I wasn't allowed to go in the front door of the store. I had to go in, like, the the side door of the mall, and I had to, like, walk behind the Five Guys dumpster and past their grease trap, and then, like, into American Girl Doll that I worked at at Oak uh-huh. Park Mall. And I'm just thinking about, like, having sex in an alleyway behind a restaurant. Like, do you, did you ever, like, run around Truman's campus, just, like, run a couple of miles because if you yeah, ran behind, yeah. like, Ryle Hall, like, it made you want to th- throw up because of the way like, it is, yeah, it's not the dining like a good hall smell. dumpster smelled. It- so I just cannot imagine, like, having sex behind a restaurant, one, for a lot of reasons, but, like, two, because that shit had to be nasty back there. Yeah. Like. It definitely, and, well, like, it's definitely not sanitary. No. Like. UTI can, City. It's a weird, yeah, weird transition to the next uh too many hands topic but like <laughs> the the sanitation this like that like the, i don't really usually get germophobia but that one that scene i was just like this is gross what else is gross is that these books are really like stds don't exist like dean is mm-hmm. actively having a threesome in the first scene we see him in in this book and we're in like october and he is literally like, don't worry, baby, to Allie. I got tested in, like, late November. He's like, I got tested at the beginning of the semester. Don't worry, I'm clean. Homie, he has fucked, like, 150 women since the beginning of the semester. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me he doesn't have an STD? Condoms work that well? No. This man has gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. He just does. Yeah. <laughs> like... That yeah, is, like there's there's no actual way. They're just That like, was my like Go ahead. Uh my point was going to be like I want to see the numbers. I want to see like I want to see the the breakdown of like how many girls he had had between then between getting tested and um whenever he's able to say that because like each partner makes that less and less likely and he and like Dean is you know, like written to be the sluttiest of the guys, oh and my it's God, like yeah. is from a from a from a, a zero to ten, he's a ten, and like you're telling me that, like he just like, between he his body an count SD. and everything, like he does, yeah, like there's no way it it does not add up, yeah, it um yeah, it's gross. The human body is gross. The fact that we can just, Mm -hmm. like, give each other diseases is gross. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about giving each other diseases because Sam has COVID right now. So I'm really really thinking about germs. 
I just, like, if this was going to – they need to be studying my body for science. Like, I know I still have, like, two more days before I'm, like, seven days post-exposure. But, like, if I don't get COVID this time – like, of all the times I was going to get COVID, it was going to be this one. Because all the other times I have gotten exposed to COVID, it, like, has not been exposed to me by a person that I have been kissing. Like – True. I don't know. Well, have you gotten tested? I test every morning before I go to work. And you're negative? And I'm negative. How many how many negative tests do you have? Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm five okay. negative tests in. Hey. Like, round of applause. I mean if She's I wake up feeling right sick as a dog Friday morning, I'll be pissed, but like mm-hmm. at this point I'm feeling okay. Um, I yeah. feel like we're an hour and twenty minutes in. I feel like we should go. To Goodreads. Goodreads? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, um, the other, yeah, the other two hands weren't, like, we can, we can go right over. Um, so I have two very short res- uh, five-star reviews to read first. The first one is, still a sucker for Dean De Laurentiis. And the second one is, five man whore stars. I agree with both of these. Here's what I'll say. As much as at the beginning I was really mad that Dean, like, it was, like, weird for Dean to be so confused about a woman being embarrassed about having sex with him and the fact that there was, like, definitely a little bit of dubious consent, he unfortunately is written in the rest of the book as, like, a very good man. Like, he never lets Allie be mean to herself. He is, like, very comfortable in the fact that he's rich and, like, pays for everything, which I think is lit. Like, he just, like, generally is, like, very solid. He just, like, is a little bit of a silly goose about, like, taking his own life seriously. So, like, I don't know. Generally, I think Dean is a good dude that if L. Kennedy had written things maybe a little bit differently, I would not have, like, a gray pallor over the way that I am, like, looking at him as a character. No, I think this one's pretty solid. I mean, it's the same book we've read the last three weeks, but, like, that's not a that's not me being a hater. Like, I just think these books are fun, and they, like, they're good. I mean, they're not great, but they're good. Okay, this has been All My Friends Are English Majors. Next week is going to be Comparison and Contrast Week. Um, so we're going to talk about all these three books together and the greater L. Kennedy Briar University cinematic universe. Um, just a quick note. Our guest for October has changed. We are going to do Jane Eyre month because my October guest had to change. So my sister has agreed to come on and we're going to read a bunch of different versions of Jane Eyre and talk about being a crazy woman in the attic so that will be fun um yeah we'll see you next week bye